0: You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, greetings and happy Thanksgiving weekend to you from wherever you're watching. I'm coming to you from Polly's Island in South Carolina. My family came down here to spend some time with some of our family, and I'm hoping it becomes a tradition. But anytime I get out to the beach or in nature, I'm just reminded of how big God is, how powerful God is and how much God loves us. And today on this very unique Sunday for us here at Bridges Nashville, it's fifth Sunday Sabbath. Now this happens about four times a year where there's a fifth Sunday in the month, and it's a day for all of us to just focus on God's goodness, rest in His presence, and get a reality check. I think that's what we need right now. We need a reality check to know that God has way more going on than what meets the eye. And so in light of thanksgiving, I want to read Psalm 100. It's one of my favorite psalms. And by most accounts, this was written by David, uh, the shepherd turned king. And here's what he wrote. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. I love this. Verse 4. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts... With praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Now, the Targum, which is an ancient Aramaic translation of the Old Testament, actually calls this psalm a hymn for the sacrifice of thanksgiving. In the New Testament, written in revelation of Jesus Christ and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can actually read. Something very similar in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. Isn't that interesting? A sacrifice of praise. Now, by definition, a sacrifice is something that costs you something. It's an act of surrender. It's an offering. If we only serve God when we feel like it, We probably won't be spending a lot of our lives in worship. See, feelings are fleeting. They can change all the time. Feelings can be deceiving. You cannot trust your feelings. Praise, sacrifice, worship, hardship. It's interesting that these things are often paired together in Scripture, but it's for a reason. And so today I want to talk about giving thanks in the midst of suffering. Listen, I believe that weak theology produces weak Christianity. I think we need a better understanding and a better theology of suffering. What does it mean to go through hard times? See, as the church, we often love to talk about victory and the good life and all the things that come with the blessings and the promises of God. But can I tell you that God often shows up in brokenness? I've talked to so many uh, believers right now who are questioning their faith. Some are walking away from the church others are turning away from god and let me tell you right now is not the time to back out of your faith now is the time to lean in to the goodness of god you can't trust your feelings but you can adjust your focus i'm here at the beach and uh, it's november and so it's a little bit chilly But I can remember a conversation from just a couple days ago, I was out on the beach with a cup of coffee in the morning, spending some time in prayer, and another couple walked out onto the beach and they started complaining about the weather. Oh, it's so cold out here. And Somebody once said, "Uh, it, it doesn't feel like the beach. Isn't that interesting? My toes were buried in the sand. I'm staring out at the ocean as the sunlight is hitting the water. This is the beach. But somebody said, this doesn't feel like the beach. And this is why we can't trust our feelings. See, you can focus on the temperature setting, or you can focus on the setting itself. Uh, Right now in our world, it is so easy, isn't it, for us to lose our focus as followers of Christ. And we can let the letdowns of life overshadow the goodness of God. Uh, Plans probably didn't pan out the way you thought they would in 2020. Listen, Sarah and I earlier this year celebrated 15 years of marriage. I was in the middle of preparing this amazing trip to Mexico to celebrate all of that time that we've spent together. And then the pandemic hit and I had to cancel that trip. And we ended up going to a steakhouse in Cool Springs. It was still a pretty good time, but I had to adjust my plans. And here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Instead of looking at what you've had to adjust this year as a negative outcome, Maybe we can view it as a positive potential opportunity. I think we need a giant reality check as the body of Christ. And I'm praying today, during this fifth Sunday Sabbath, that maybe you get a new perspective of praise, that through worship today and intentionally setting your hearts and minds on Christ, you'll find the hope and joy that comes with Him. And we'll get a reality check that He is good and so worthy, even in the midst of very hard times. You know, I'm reminded of this story that Corey Ten Boom shares in her book, The Hiding Place. Her and her sister Betsy uh, were uh, hiding Jews during World War II. They were arrested and sent to Ravensbrück, one of the worst Nazi imprisonment camps. When they first arrived, uh, a place that was supposed to house uh, 400 people was now a dormitory for 1,400 prisoners, and it was filled with disease and fleas. And it was interesting, uh, Corey's older sister Betsy said, we need to give thanks to God because he's given us shelter and a place to stay. And Corey said, I can't thank him for this. These fleas are unbearable. And uh, Corey was reminded of 1 Thessalonians 5.16, which says, rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances, and pray continuously. So Corey said, all right, let me adjust my focus here. Thank you, God, for this place, even for the fleas. And uh, every day, after a long day of torturous work and ridicule, the women uh, in the dorm would gather around Corey and her sister as they would lead the group in a Bible study and times of prayer, and they would sing hymns at night. And the Nazi patrol, uh, they would check every single room at night, making sure that the women weren't doing anything suspicious. Well, they checked every room except where Corey and Betsy were holding their nighttime. Services And months later, when Betsy was assigned to sewing duty, she overheard a Nazi conversation telling them why they never checked that room. You guessed it. It was the fleas. So Corey could be thankful in a horrible situation, not knowing that God was at work, even when she couldn't see it. Coming out of a Thanksgiving holiday, I would encourage you to be more intentional about giving thanks. Maybe start your day off with a prayer of thanksgiving. Before you come to God with a laundry list of needs and wants, could you just thank Him for who He is and for what He's done in your life? Now, David, who was, as I said, most likely the writer of Psalm 100, he didn't have the easiest life. I mean, he was penning these words in the midst of hardship. Let me give you a little 30,000 foot view of David's life, right? Uh, David was the run of the litter. His brothers and his dad overlooked him. In fact, when the prophet Samuel came to the house of Jesse to anoint the next king of Israel, they left David out in the fields tending the sheep. They didn't even bring him in. Oh, but David was anointed king. Well, then he spends 15 chapters of his life from anointing to appointing. Those 15 chapters were filled with knights in caves, living as a fugitive from Saul. And then when he finally did become king, it didn't get much easier. David faced family betrayals. He faced family divisions, loss, and bouts of depression. And yet through all of those hardships, David continuously came back to the Lord with a heart of thanksgiving rooted in praise and worship. And I want you to know that today, even in hard times, even when it's not clear what's up ahead, even when life takes a giant left turn, and I think we can all say in 2020 it's taken one of those left turns, But we can choose worship. We can give thanks because God is always worthy and His promises are still good. His promises are still good. You know, one of His promises that was uh, all throughout the Old Testament and then Jesus continuously talked about this promise, it was the leaving of the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit comes the fruit of the Spirit. Now, you know I love to talk about the Holy Spirit. I love to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. But listen to this. The fruit of the Spirit often grows in the soil of suffering. Can I say that again? The fruit of the Spirit often grows in the soil of suffering. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at some of the fruits of the Spirit. Love. When is it ever easy to love people? Joy. James said to count it all joy when we face trials and sufferings of all kinds. Peace. Peace. Well, John 16, Jesus said, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have many trials and sorrows. Patience. Well, the very word suggests that it's going to be hard to grow that fruit of the Spirit. Romans 12, 12 says to be patient in affliction. I could go on and on. The fruit of the Spirit often grows in the soil of suffering. Most of the time our character is going to be shaped in the hard times, Right? It's the hard times that reveal your heart and reveal your true faith. When you face hardship, it's not the time to run from your faith. It's the time to run to the Father when you feel hurt, angry, confused, anxious. These are not times to question if God exists. These are times to bring your questions to the God of existence. Job is a prime example. Uh, Many scholars believe that Job was actually the first book ever written of the Old Testament and in Job chapter 1 you get a serious glimpse of a bad day I mean you think you're having a hard time read Job chapter 1 it'll give you a little perspective he loses everything and yet his response is very interesting in Job chapter 1 verse 20 it says Job got to his feet ripped his robe shaved his head then fell to the ground and worshipped his response was praise and through the trials and the hard times and the suffering, if you can respond in worship and in thanksgiving, it'll give you a reality check that this is not the end. This is not the finish line. God has more. So let's bring a sacrifice of praise and enter His courts with thanksgiving in our hearts. As we continue to worship this morning, I want you to know from Psalm 100, we almost get this picture that praise is a catapult into the presence of God. I'll enter your courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I'll enter your gates with praise. Isn't it amazing that wherever you are right now, you can take a focus of worship and enter the presence of God? I would encourage you to lift your hands as the psalmist often wrote about. This is a sign of surrender. Or maybe bow down on the ground from wherever you're watching or close your eyes, whatever you have to do to focus your heart and mind on the goodness of God today. Now let me say a quick prayer and we'll continue to worship today. Father, we love you. We bless you. We honor you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that we can come to you with a heart of thanksgiving, knowing that you hear us and knowing that you're good. Even in the midst of hard times, can we celebrate you? Can you adjust our focus today? Lord, for anyone who's suffering, for anyone who's going through really difficult times right now, would you meet them with your presence today? And if anybody's watching that has never made their step of faith, maybe you've never put your hope in Christ, today's your opportunity. I would love for you to reach out to me, shoot me an email. I want to pray with you. I want to meet with you. And I want to tell you how the Jesus life really is the best life, even in the midst of hard times. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.